I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven Now forget what he said and listen to me What you really wanna do is stack those RBs You can be Linda, just let me be frank Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in, episode 46 of the Dynasty Debates. I am your humble host, as always, Evan Brown, the humblest host in the biz. You can catch me on Twitter at FFEvanLution. You can follow the show at Dynasty Debates. You can drop an email, DynastyDebates at gmail.com. Hope you enjoyed yesterday's episode as a little introduction, a taster, if you will, of Peter Howard, the man, the myth, the legend, and his process. Today, we are diving straight into some running back sleepers that we did not hit on the first run through of running backs guys that I think you should be aware of um, just to see if they get drafted and where and maybe look at some little dart throws some cheeky dart throws coming up in your rookie drafts hope you enjoy it let's get straight into it something is wrong with you I got a fever Adam himself could not resist the temptation a rookie fever we are going to talk a couple of guys here that, uh, yeah, that we think are kind of going below the radar. Maybe they're not getting the buzz or the love that some of these other prospects are getting, but they have some redeeming traits or qualities that you might just want to save one or two of your darts to throw at. And guess first, as always, we're going to let Peter break down with his super analytical skills, um, Abram <laughs> Smith. So Abram Smith, uh, just a little bit of a background here for you. If you're not too familiar, Abram Smith is out of Baylor, which is they are the Bears. So Baylor Bears, I like that. I like alliteration. I feel like more teams should embrace alliteration. So the Baylor Bears, he is six foot tall, 213 pounds. So he's got a good solid running back build to him. He was only a three-star recruit coming out of high school. He is a senior, 23 years old, but like Peter said, we're not too worried about that with running backs, or at least not as worried about it as we are with wide receivers. He did not participate at the Combine. Um, he, I believe, had an injury, possibly, uh, something tweaked. Um, redshirt freshman year, he missed out due to injury, so that is one of the reasons why he's 23-year-old. He missed his whole first year due to injury. Um, he did have minimal usage his first two seasons. He actually played linebacker his junior season, so it's a pretty weird little backstory there. He came in as a running back, very limited usage, some uh, special teams usage, played linebacker junior year, then came back to running back his senior year, so sort of all over the place, full circle, Came back to where he started. He wasn't utilized much in the passing game, which I don't love, but obviously that's something I'm sure Peter might mention here in a minute. He did break out in 2021. So he had his biggest season, his last season, which I, I like to see. It's always nice to see them on an upward trajectory heading toward the NFL. In 14 games, um, to give you context, he had 257 attempts for 1,601 yards, which is 6.2 yards per carry and 12 touchdowns. So that's what he did in 2021, whereas in his entire four-season career, uh, 29 games, he only had 269 attempts. So he literally had a handful of attempts um, You know, the rest of his career for 1,647 yards. So it's literally, if this last season hadn't happened, we would not be discussing Abram Smith as even a possible um, dart throw or, or even a UDFA of interest. So that's kind of a little bit of a background, just in case you're not aware. <laughs> um, but I'm going to throw it over here to Peter. I want to hear, you know, what, what what are your thoughts, Peter? What stands out to you about Abram? What do you like about him and what makes him worthy of a, of a sleeper title? 
I like that he's weird. Um, you could look for just undervalued production, right? That's mostly after the draft, though. You've got like uh, Stefan Diggs and Tyree and T.Y. Hilton being way underdrafted compared to how well they did in college. But every now and again, especially when we get to sleepers, and I looked at the list of players you already talked about, and that's pretty much all the real sleepers. Um, but Abram Smith sits in this fifth tier of me, who's had at least one good season. There's some draft concerns. There are some production walks, like you mentioned, with the receiving. And so there are a few players who fit that description who did pretty well. The average, for like a good running back season in college is like two yards, adjusted yards per team attempt, the one we were talking about. Um, and he hit 1.9 that, that year. I mean, it's not perfect but i mean he was a college running back he really did do the job of a college running back for baylor that year um and that's interesting and after that you've just for sleepers you've got a ice there's a point at which i start to think about why would this player be undervalued by the nfl or by us and that's if they took a slightly weird path it's something i typically started looking for at tight end hasn't had a lot of effect lately got a lot of kenny yeboah on my rosters right now not looking too good, but I like weird. It means there could be something more there that we overlooked for some significant reason. It's one of the reasons I drafted Tyreek Hill um, in his rookie year very late or added him off the waiver wire because he was just weird. He didn't play much. He played a utility player and he didn't even know what that was until I saw Tyreek Hill's profile. Um, and we could miss something good because it was just weird. And Abram Smith is a little weird. He played linebacker, converted to running back, did nothing went back to running back that final year and had a 1,600-yard rushing season. Only caught the ball seven, 13 times below Zach Reed's line. Cool. But as a rusher, he put up 1,600 yards. 1.9 adjusted yards per team attempt, telling you that that rushing total was more a product of how much the team rushes or ran that year. But I think he did a pretty decent job. He has this pretty weird college career which could be hiding more upside if he found a path to opportunity like you said he's playing linebacker so i just guessed before the combine that he's probably a big boy and he wedges in at a probably uh, big boy size you know um and a team's gonna like that if a team takes a shot on him and he works his way in opportunity he has a college history at least that one season of being able to perform the role decently certainly as a rusher um, I had, speaking to Anthony Miko, him on the podcast this week, and I, I was trying to be polite, but I don't like a lot of depth at the running back this year. Um, they're role players and so on and so forth, um, which is fine, and you can find fantasy utility in it. But when I'm looking at a sleeper in this year's class and I have to say he's just a rusher, honestly, that's true of guys you're going to spend rookie picks on instead of a waiver wire pick. So I'm not overly concerned with that. I mean... We, we like rushings, rushes too in fantasy, and they certainly have utility. And again, I'm pretty sure Abram Smith can catch the ball better than I can freaking can, and I can catch a ball. So it's not out of the realm. If we can make those excuses for Kenneth Walker, I can do it for Abram Smith. Don't come at me. Um, but yeah, let, let me read a... Let's see, what did I write down here? Um, running back, Vernon linebacker, went through all that at Baylor. Max rushing effort was 35 yards before that final season, 1.9 adjusted yards per team attempt the year that we were talking about in 2021. Uh, Max receptions of 13. He doesn't have a great floor. Um, and really, his 2021 yardage total looks extremely strange sitting on top of his total career, college career like a hat that looks too expensive. But I think that's cool. It's a decent hat for a rusher who I assume, since he played linebacker, is large. And that's my note on Abram Smith. I think he's fun. I'm rooting for him. Why not? Love it. Love it. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely, 
you know, I, and I think, you know, I always think this, like when there's guys that I'm kind of interested in, I try and go out and pick out, you know, same with Kenneth Walker, because I really liked Kenneth Walker. I went and looked for him trying to catch the ball. So I wanted to see what he looked like doing it. And I did find a couple instances of Abram Smith doing it. And I think he is fine at doing it. You know, I think he's definitely capable. He, yeah. he uses, he uses his hands when he catches, which is nice. He's not just body catching and stuff like that. So I don't think he's a route runner, obviously. You can see that through the utilization and stuff yeah. of him in college, but he certainly seems capable, you know, of getting those little dump offs in the flat and things like that. So I don't think that'll be a detractor. And with his size, you know, over six foot tall, over 200 pounds, he certainly has, like you say, the, the, it's within the range of outcomes where he could be a three down back or he could be on the field a lot. Um, obviously it's, it's a long shot, but yeah, absolutely. He's a good zone runner. He, you know, he has stuff that he does well. I think, yeah, you watch him and you think, yeah, he seems a little bit raw, but then it makes a lot of sense when you realize he didn't hardly get a chance and then he played linebacker and then he came back again. It's like he's all over the place. So I think you're right. If somebody sees something in him that they like and they give him a shot, you know, absolutely somebody to keep an eye on. I um, I, I certainly find him, you know, intriguing. But where are you at? Like, as far as like, where would you where, where would you actually take him? Say it's a one say it's a one QB league. Yeah, he's a wave wide pick, you know, really have to see the draft. I have more hopes than that. But if I like stacking up running back depth because that's where I'll use most when you're not using them on sleeper wide receivers or Kendrick Bourne, it's running back depth. You should roster more running backs than you're probably kept, kept, uh, comfortable with, especially when you're prone to lean wide receiver early in drafts like I am. Um, and But, you know, fourth, fifth round is the same thing as a wave wire pick in most drafts, so you can draft him anywhere in there. Like yeah. I say, I just think he's fun if we've seen something really interesting in the draft. Um, I might get more excited, but yeah, we're starting out with the guy. I think just if there's nothing else, why not add Abram Smith to see where he lands? Yeah, exactly. No, hundred percent. Especially like if he gets any sort of draft capital, you know, if he's in a UDFA, even it's probably worth a waiver wire pickup. If he gets, I'll love him even more. Team. But I would be exactly he obligated up, to love him up even the ranks. More. <laughs> <Adjust> <laughs> the ranks. Oh, now he's the third round pick. Look at that. He's, he's now solidly in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. So we are um we've already talked vacated targets. We've talked to talked UDFAs. We are rolling <laughs> here with Peter Howard. Um we're gonna move on to, to uh one of the guys I'm gonna chat through and then I'll get um Peter's take on him as well. So it is Zonovan Knight, which he has a nickname, Bam. Well, that's pretty elite. I think we're going to have to adjust. <laughs> you know, if you're allowed to adjust for UDFAs, I'm definitely allowed to adjust for cool nicknames. And Bam Knight is pretty cool. Like, it's it's up there as, as, as far as this draft class goes. Um, he is out of North Carolina State. He is a Wolfpack member himself. He's 5'11", 209. He was a four-star recruit coming out of high school. He's a redshirt sophomore, um, 20 years old. So he's a little bit young. He's obviously declared early. He ran a four five eight forty, which is fine. There's nothing too exciting about that, but it's not a problem really for a running back. Uh, Thirty one inch vert and nine foot six inch broad. So those are pretty disappointing numbers. But um, you know, again, it's not the be all and end all. It's just something that we look at. Um, we want to see a little bit of burst, a little bit of explosion there from those numbers, but we did not see that unfortunately. So he was the interesting things about him. He was the team's leading rusher as a freshman, sophomore, and redshirt sophomore so ever since he got there i mean this is again i'll let peter explain this later but you know from what he's saying and from what he's been explaining so far you know i'm assuming that that seems like a good thing in his um in his looking at an the analytic side of it because obviously he's come in he's dominated from year one from day one he's come in he's led the pack the wolf pack 
see what I did there um, as a freshman, a sophomore and a junior. So as long as he was there, he was the lead dude. Um, he does contribute on special teams as a kick returner, which I think is a feather in his cap, something that can help him kind of attach himself to an NFL roster, hopefully. Um, and he posts the top yards per carry average in Wolfpack career history, which is really interesting. So um, for players with a minimum of 200 attempts. So I feel like that was a fellow analytical bro out there giving like a little threshold. He's like for players with a minimum of 200 attempts in 36 games, he had 419 attempts for 2,286 yards, five and a half yards per carry and 18 touchdowns. And he also had 48 receptions for 337 yards, 7.0. So seven flat yards per reception and no receiving touchdowns. So as far as Zonovan Knight, Bam Knight goes, I do think he's a really interesting prospect an interesting character. And I definitely feel like he goes under the radar. Um, you know, I think from, from my looking at, you know, my scores and kind of what I've got here for my rankings and things, I feel like there's a top three or four kind of really solid um, running back prospects. And then there's just a load of dudes that are really like, it's just pick your flavor. It's pick your poison sort of like, what do you prefer? And so to me, it'll be down to like, does an NFL team like what they see in Bam Knight? Do they see potential in him? And if they do, then I'm probably going to bump him up a little bit in my ranks. I mean, from what I saw though, I, I did like, I felt like he had very solid vision for a running back, which is something I really care about. Um, I, w- I want to see them have good vision, um, especially for zone running. He looked good in. Uh, he's not overly bursty or evasive, which is one of my notes, which obviously we see that with the the times and the combine and things like that. But um, he, he does, his O-line sucked. And again, this is new. <laughs> this is like some nuance and stuff like that, that Peter's talking about. And he probably sees it and does it through analytics. When I'm watching the tape, I mean, there's times where he's getting the ball from the quarterback and there's like three other defenders that could have just taken the handoff as well. They're already behind, <laughs> behind the line of scrimmage. So he has got um, his work caught out for him. He, uh, he, he is, I really like, he, he, he's quite elusive. He's quite elusive, quite evasive. Um, he has, he has some jukes, some moves to him. Like I said, he has such a bad O-line. He had to do that even just to get some yardage a lot of times. He had to dodge two or three guys just to get back to the line of scrimmage. I like the the power that he runs with for, for the size that he is. He's always churning his legs, trying to get those extra yards. He's solid enough with his hands, um, catching out of the backfield, things like that. So he certainly can be utilized in the passing game. Um you know, he's he's not got a lot of burst, but he does have decent enough speed, I think, top end speed. So once he gets into the second level and things like that, um, he can be a bit of a problem in the open field. And I like that he was, you know, he was always the sort of lead dog from day one. So I definitely think there's some characteristics, some traits there that I'm certainly keeping an eye on him. Um, I want to see if he gets any sort of draft capital. And if he does, I'm, I'm they're definitely interested in him. He's in that sleeper range for me. Um, but I'm curious, what do you think about him from an analytics perspective? Is there anything that stands out to you? Or, or is there any interest whatsoever in Bam Knight other than his super cool name? Um, by itself. But yeah, uh, two years of 20 receptions or more. Zachary Brawl, fairly positive. But three straight 700 rushing yards probably isn't going to... Rushing hard seasons probably isn't going to stand out to anyone. But the way he made them was fairly interesting. Definitely much more of a rusher than a receiver, though, despite those 20 reception seasons. Um, I made a stat, which is basically, it's a wide receiver stat that I applied the Russian game, basically to figure out Walker. Uh, I wanted to see rushing yards per rush attempt, <laughs> but that's not overly complicated. And he shows up there. Yeah, he's not killing the average or crushing it like Walker does, but he was much more of a uh, an effective rusher per 
team volume than he was overall because his overall volume in that adjusted yards for team ascent stat that I've been talking about it, it was crap it, it was fairly crap he's like 0.9 1.3 1.3 it looks bleh. it looks like a college running back struggling but he's doing his job um but when you just look at the rushing yards it was like 1.9 1.9 which is slightly below the average who's a fairly effective rusher when you adjust for his situation i think um, and so I think the way he made those 700 rushing yards was actually pretty decent, and I like that. Um, his statistics actually compare fairly well to Naheem Hines, probably not the comp you wanted to hear. Um, but he was drafted in the fourth round a few years ago from the same team, um, had about half the receiving work of Hines on that same team. So he's like a poor man's rushing version of Naheem Hines, whatever that's worth. Um, yeah, decent rusher, limited work, maybe. Neat. Those are my last words in my notes. Just yeah, man, yeah. I, I I I get it. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing. I mean, these are these are you know all these prospects that we're talking here at this point. We're just talking about you know exactly that sleepers, long long shots, dart throws, but. You know, there's certain guys that you're sort of like, if you're going to take a shot or, you know, we none of us have limitless bench benches here. So we've got to sort of pick and choose, um, you know, if this person goes undrafted or, you know, something like that. It's just a name to be aware of. So, again, there there were some positives, um, you know, in his game, some things that I liked about him. It wouldn't surprise me, especially with his special teams ability and things like that, if he does get drafted later on, um, you know, but sixth, seventh round, something like that. So if he gets anywhere interesting, it's definitely an idea, you know, an idea to keep an eye on him but again for rookie draft grade purposes i mean this is we're all everyone we're talking about here i'm assuming you feel the same as sort of fourth fifth round or or just a waiver wire pickup after the draft to see hey i like that guy I'm, I'm i'm intrigued that he landed in seattle because you know chris carson is is injured injured and we don't know what's happening with him and penny's got his own injury problem so i'm curious about him so i'm gonna pick him up you know something like that it's not somebody you're going out and spending a third round pick on or anything Oh, third round picks ain't, ain't all that. But yeah, we're strongly in, I have roster spots to fill territory. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. So no, I think um, that's been really interesting. I really enjoying hearing, obviously, your perspective. We had, um, I had Alfred uh, Fernandez from Campus to Canton on the other day, and he's obviously more analytical than, than I would be when, with his kind of like looking at it and stuff. So it's just really interesting. I love hearing different people's perspectives and different people's processes and what they like or what they don't like when it comes to um, all sorts of the draft, because there's some people who have literally no interest in, in UDFAs or, or dart throws or late round picks. And, you know, I'm sort of, I'm really intrigued by it because I just think that, I just think it's fun. You know, I think it's, it's just part of the fun of the game really where, you know, the, the one of the startups that I've done this year, I've only done one so far. I'm into another one, but I haven't started it yet. But the only startup I've done was like a best ball and ended up with like, because we had the rookie picks in the startup. So I just ended up with like loads of like third and fourth round picks because once I got into those later rounds, I was like, hey, actually for me, like there's a lot of guys in this class that I'm intrigued by. Like not that I think that they're going to be top 12 or whatever, but I think that they could provide value um, to an NFL roster. And I think they could provide value to your fantasy roster depending on where they land or what their their opportunity is. So I um, 
yeah, I think we uh, we've pretty much agreed there on both these guys. Interesting, interesting, interesting dudes that we're interested to see where they end up in the NFL and if they get onto a roster, maybe make it onto your dynasty roster, and then someday when they're like a top twelve running back, you can be like, hey, I remember Peter Howard told me that Abram Smith was awesome. And, I'll uh, claim I knew it, or I, I told yeah, you all exactly. the way back. We'll just all the way we'll back carefully. We'll carefully splice out the parts and we'll just <laughs> snip the little sound clips where it's like, I I think Abram Smith is really intriguing. <laughs> and then we'll just like copy and paste that. Um, Let's give him yeah. some sound bites here. I would draft him in the second round. He's the best ever. Just splice that in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Abram Smith. And then like, just like in a totally different inflection. Definitely a top 12. <laughs> People are sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> well there you have it the first two prospects sleepers in the bag hope you enjoyed that learned something maybe even had a laugh or two don't forget if you are wanting to get your eyes on these prospects you're wanting to take advantage of a dynasty nerds nerd herd membership which you get a lot for you should go check it out it's a really really good deal um you will get 15 percent off if you use the code ff evolution at checkout so hashtag bargain join us again tomorrow we are going to be covering off some more sleepers i drive zero rb in dynasty pass up a young receiver nah i couldn't be me my fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven Not sure if I'm dead cause I think this is heaven Now forget what he said and listen to me What you really wanna do is stack those Arby's You can be Linda, just let me be frank Those Arby's on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate